Hello and welcome to the Cherry Hill Perspective. Today, I am joined by Adrian Blake. My name is Erin McGee and we are Certified Financial Planners and Investment Advisors with Cherry Hill Private Wealth. We're going to be discussing tax advantage savings accounts, namely the RSP versus the TFSA. So in Canada, we're blessed with several excellent investing options. Today, we're looking at the RSP and comparing it to the TFSA. Likely, you don't have unlimited cash to invest and can't simply fund every investing opportunity out there. In other words, you may be making the choice between RSPs and TFSAs. Today, we'll help you optimize that choice. Hint, they have a lot more in common than you may think. So let's make our case. Adrian? So let's talk about the basics of how an RSP works first. RSPs allow you to contribute 18% of your previous year's income and earn a tax deduction for that contribution. This reduces your taxable income and therefore often results in a tax refund. The goal is that your contributions then grow thanks to investment returns that are tax deferred. It is important to recognize that this is not tax-free growth. It is tax deferred. In other words, RSPs represent a compounding deferred tax liability. In order for that tax liability to be worth it, you need to do two things. First, use the tax refund to your financial advantage. Instead of using the money to go to Disney, pay down your mortgage or reinvest the refund, perhaps right back into your RSP where it will earn another deduction. And second, have a higher taxable income when you are working and contributing than when you are retired and redeeming. So in order to have that reduced tax bracket in retirement, RSPs are best for middle to high income earners. RSPs might be inefficient if your income is too low, as even if you can find the money to save to your RSP, your relatively low tax bracket may be the same when you're actually in retirement, when you are also earning CPP, OAS, and even possibly the GIS. On the flip side, if you earn a lot of money, you may benefit from a huge tax deduction, but you may also have a huge tax penalty when it comes to retirement your income may be still relatively high. They're also best for those without great pension plans. Since a pension will provide taxable income in retirement, it makes it less likely that your tax bracket in retirement will be low enough to benefit. That being said, your RSP reduced by your pension adjustment, so it'd be quite rare for someone to be able to save excessively in their RSP while also accumulating a great pension. On occasion, we hear the sentiment that our RSPs are a ripoff. Of course, this is untrue, but the opinion almost always comes from people with strong pension plans. It is important to note that the type of account does not say anything about the investment itself. This is like saying food is unhealthy. Sure, some food is not great for your health, but the problem with this type of blanket statement, it also holds true for your RSPs as well. They can be quite varied and each person's situation is unique and should be treated as such. Unfortunately, it's been my experience that this group tends to be the loudest in the room and speak in emphatic terms with very little actual knowledge. And if people who don't have a pension hear from someone that does have a pension that RSPs are a ripoff, then they might not realize that their different circumstances require a really different approach. So good financial advice is invaluable here. Switching gears, let's talk about TFSAs. TFSA contributions, growth, and redemptions have no tax consequences whatsoever. I should mention quickly here that there could be withholding tax on foreign dividends inside your TFSA. Let's ignore that for now because it's not a Canadian tax problem. Contribution room is not linked to your income. Everyone builds the same room each year as long as you are 18 years of age. It's easy to redeem money from your TFSA as you regain the contribution room in the next calendar year. However, this runs contrary to long-term investing and focus. The best use of a TFSA is long-term investing. So the tax-free nature of returns has a chance to compound in your favor. 
TFSAs are just easier to understand. Whatever balance you have in your TFSA is yours to spend, whereas folks tend to forget that RSPs have that tax liability. So when it comes time to spend the money in your RSP, a significant portion will likely go to taxes. What you see in your statement is not what you will actually be able to spend. Estate planning is where TFSAs really shine. There's the option of a successor holder, which means that if you are married, your TFSA can roll to your spouse tax-free if you pass away. When there's the combination of named beneficiaries and no tax consequences, it makes it easy to understand what would happen and where the money would go should you pass away. For these reasons, a TFSA is really attractive for that group of lower income earners that may not benefit properly from an RRSP, but also for everyone who wants a tax-free retirement income and a nice clean pot of money for your spouse or your estate if and when you pass away. So with all these tax differences, how could we possibly state that RSPs and TFSAs are similar? We're going to do a case study. So let's take the example of putting $10,000 into your TFSA. Let's compare that to an RSP contribution. So we need to take into account the tax refund. So RSPs are pre-tax. That's the whole incentive of RSPs over regular investment accounts. So let's assume a 50% tax rate for easy math. So you'd have to contribute $20,000 to your RSP and then you would receive a $10,000 refund. That puts you out of pocket $10,000, just like we stated with the TFSA contribution. Then if we assume your money doubles over the same period of time, you're left with $40,000 in your RRSP and $20,000 in your TFSA. However, the RRSP is fully taxable and if you're still in the same 50% tax bracket when you go to withdraw, then you'll have $20,000 after tax. Coincidentally, the same as your TFSA balance. Therefore, RRSPs are the same as TFSAs if you reinvest the difference and remain in the same marginal tax bracket. However, keep in mind that if you spend the refund, then the RRSPs are worse than the TFSAs. And if you're in a lower tax bracket in retirement compared to when you are working, which is extremely likely, then RRSPs are better than a TFSA. Another huge consideration is the power of human nature and the way that we see things. There's definitely a barrier to cashing in your RRSP compared to cashing in your TFSA. People are far quicker to dip into their TFSA if the need arises, as opposed to turning to their RRSP, and for good reason. The threat of tax complications can often keep people from cashing in, and the bonus of a tax return can make the RRSP the account of choice. We didn't touch on group RRSP plans either, but it is good to note that these work a little differently as well. The contribution going directly from your pay into the RRSP is often matched by your employer. Woohoo, free money. And it is on a pre-tax income, so no tax cost and no tax refund. Whenever there is free money on offer, we recommend you start there. Arm yourself with this knowledge as you make decisions about how to invest your long-term savings. And at the very least, you should have an interesting conversation with your financial planner. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the similarities between the TFSA and the RRSP accounts. They are far more nuanced than people maybe understand, and there's not one right answer. So maybe having a combination of the two was best for most Canadians. As always, we're here to discuss your specific situation with you. I hope you enjoyed our podcast today. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you for joining us on the Cherry Hill Perspective. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. 
Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial services provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.